Ready on the roar. White's got to go looking for it. No. And Avalu, no. The line again, George. Valentini's turn now. Still advantage, Australia. The only advantage, Valentini. White, Gordon, goes crossfield. Gets a lovely ball away for Ben Donaldson, who gets his second. Well, they had a crack, the Wallaby forwards and Nick White. He finally got a call from his fly half, Carter Gordon. Really smart play from Carter Gordon. Didn't throw it straight away, looked up. And as the game's gone on, Carter Gordon starting to look up and see what's in front of him. And then a lovely ball across to Ben Donaldson, who's had a wonderful match in the 15 jersey. That sums up Carter Gordon as a footballer. Because he's such an attacking threat himself, he can throw that great pass in precision. He gets a rare piece of applause from the Wallaby head coach. And that's the four-try bonus point for the Wallabies. Yes, there it was. Ben Donaldson's double in a comprehensive win for the Wallabies over Georgia in Paris this morning, Australian time. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And I'm joined by my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host, Harry Jones, coming to us from a swimming pool in Lyon, and the Raw's Jeff Parks coming to us from the Stade de France there in Paris for the instant reaction to the Wallabies' comprehensive 35-15 win over Georgia. Nice to be doing a positive instant reaction, boys, isn't it? <laughs> no, awesome. Uh, I'm also on a pool, a pool of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologise to uh, people watching and listening for that reference, but it's very hot and sticky here and very tough day for the players. Feels pretty good where I am. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Good, yeah, yeah. For our <laughs> podcast listeners, Harry is literally standing up in a pool in Lyon with his cap on backwards and earpods in. And so that splishing around that you were here for the next 20 plus minutes or so is the hairy man cooling cooling down. Um, you all know and, and love the instant reaction format. And I'm pleased to confirm it is unchanged for Rugby World Cup, where once again, these instant reactions will be our immediate post-match thoughts on what we've just seen. We'll all come up with a headline summary of the game. We'll go through those. And it's stocks rising and falling. And then to finish a quick review um, of where the Wallabies need to start thinking about for, for next games and all that sort of thing. So um, let's get into it, uh, guys. Plenty to plenty to like out of that um, out of that performance uh, tonight. Your time this morning for my time. So some headlines, Jeff. You're you're there in the hot house in in Paris. Um, hit us up with a headline. Uh, well, the big headline for me. I know this is all about the Wallabies, and I think they had a really good day today, uh, but. The thing that jumped out for me, the story of the match, was just how naive Georgia were. Um, they created untold chances. I think that surprised mm. a lot of people, the pace they had on the outsides. Um, and there's a concern there. Well, let's get a concern out of the way about the Wallabies' wide backline defence. It's been a concern all year, mm. and it was again tonight. Uh, the trouble was that Georgia just had no idea how to score once yeah, they created yeah. an opportunity. But uh, if I swing it back to Australia, uh, I think we saw a lot of good there uh, tonight. I like the composure. I like the uh, the precision of the start, the taking the shots at goal. That was probably something to do with the heat. But it, but it's the right way to play at a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. that's It's tournament rugby, Harry. And it's 
And it's the closest we've seen to the Wallabies playing an 80-minute <laughs> performance this, this year. Uh, my headline would be, World Domination Always Begins in the Caucasus. Um, and and I, would follow that, I would follow that up with heavy weather, because I thought that that win actually was a little bit labored in that Georgia did mm-hmm. come back into the match if uh, David Narashvili had finished off that break uh, and the other Georgian wing had just bothered to slide in. You know, it would be a little bit tricky because that was, mm. a, that was a 14-point swing there. Um, but I also thought there was a bromance brewing. Ben and, and uh, Carter, or as the French comms, as I was on Cate Gordon, uh, they, they seemed to have a little bit of synergy. There were a lot of celebrations. Yeah. And I think, but, but I think Ben might have taken the leading man role away from Carter. I, I, th- I, think, he took, I, I think he took a lot of pressure off Gordon. He certainly took all the tactical kicking off Gordon. And, then, and that, that actually allowed Gordon to build into the game himself. So yeah, it was it, it was actually really good to see, and we'll come back to that because I'm I'm quite sure it's been a talking point. Uh, my headline for you is Taniella Pilfers in Paris, uh, and who needs the, the the subtitle, Harry? Since you like doing those, is uh, who needs the Moulin Rouge when you can see, <laughs> see Taniella streaking away at the Stade de France? Wasn't that a moment in the game? That is a disturbing headline. But, yes, it was a beautiful image in real life. <laughs> it was. It was. Jeff, it, uh, it what's been the discussion in the, in the media box there tonight at the start of France? Um, yeah, well, I think uh, the standout players, Donaldson, were mentioned, and, and Tupo uh, getting all the wraps. So it wasn't the streak for me. I mean, it was the beautiful hook pass with the right, the right hand yes. at pace. But in the first half... Uh, he came into halfback twice in the one play and mm. ripped the pass off his left hand. And then the next one, he got so cocky, he bounced out the other side and, <laughs> and popped the pass, a beautiful pass. And then Tate McDermott then thought, well, I'm losing my job here. So he jumps in and has a crack and throws an intercept. And mm. um, so Tupo, outstanding. Again, given how hot it was, Skelton going 70 minutes. In, in that sort of heat, you know, there was a mall there where he, he took the whole Georgian pack on yes. in the mall and he won. And got through it and won it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. That, you know, so there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, no, there really, there really is. What's, um, we'll, we'll let you go to the, to the press conference in, in a minute, Jeff, but what's, what's, what's been the big discussion points there in the, in the media area? What's sort of really caught everyone's eye? Yeah, I, I just think the uh, everyone was happy with the first half, mm. and uh, and as you mentioned, you know it was closer to an eighty-minute effort, and that's and coming from the people I spoke with, uh, linked to the Wallabies camp, that's what they were looking for mm. uh, to a longer stretches of control. And I know some people will be disappointed that the ball wasn't run more. Um, part of that was the heat. Part of it was because. You know, they are looking to play a more composed game. It's taken Eddie a long time to get uh, to that point. Uh, but I think they achieved what they wanted to achieve. And, and the same thing with yeah. Carter Gordon. Uh, you know, that was deliberate tactic. Uh, even though he didn't do a lot of this tactical kicking, he, he did a lot of the exit kicking. Mm. And then it wasn't until the end there where we saw him uh, try something, and he ripped a beautiful pass off the left hand for Donaldson's <laughs> second try. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he really drew into the game, and they're not looking for him to be a world beater 
uh, straight up uh, as long as he's improving. And look, he started the game badly with a, ch- a charge down and he finished it well. So you can't ask for more than that. No, he was a deserving man of the match, Donaldson. Um, was the, was no, the discussion... No was the discussion within the your Australian colleagues there in the media box? What what was the was the feeling? Was it was it relief that, no, that, the the, player, that a seemingly the best, unexplained selection has actually has actually come off? Yeah, no. The best way I can describe that is there was a lot of discussion beforehand about how uh, unlucky Andrew Callaway was to miss. Yes, and uh, so you know by by half time and certainly by the end of the game. Kellaway's consigned to the annals of history, and yeah, and uh, you know, now how does he get back in as well as he's been playing? Um, so that's you know, it, Georgia's <clears throat> not the same as France, but but Donaldson did everything that was asked of mm. him, and you know, and his kicking game was excellent, yeah, it was. What about the feeling? What about the, the, the thoughts around Georgia? We've sort of we've touched on that, and and Harry and I'll go a little bit deeper after we let you go. What was the feeling around? How Georgia played because it felt to me once this once the Wallabies uh, sort of negated their physicality in the first 20, 25 minutes, they just had them covered, uh, and they were even scrumming for penalties at one point. Yeah, no, they were. Look, I think Georgia probably negated their own uh, strengths, and a, yes. a couple of their front rows seemed to struggle in the heat. Um, yep. Yeah, I think everyone was surprised at, at the pace and the. Um, you know, what they offered out wide, it's just their finishing capability. Mm. It was shocking. And uh, if they can, you know, and maybe that's just experience and more exposure to international rugby, um, they've got the makings of a good team there. But but there was a clear gap between the sides and, mm. uh, you know, and to Australia's credit, that's what they needed to do. Mm. Was there a bit of shock about that, that, that there was a gap? Because there was certainly an expectation that, uh, George's physicality in their set piece game could yeah. really push the Wallabies, but that just didn't really play into it, did it? No, it didn't. And uh, yeah, and that's probably the big surprise today that their threats were in a different part of the field mm. than what everyone was expecting. Yeah, yeah, great, Jeff. Look, we'll we'll let you head off to the to the press conferences um, now. We we really thank you for for tuning in from uh, from from the Stade de France there in, in Paris for you. Um, Enjoy Eddie's press conference. I'm sure he'll be uh, thanking just, you all yeah, pos- I do, positively. I do need a few minutes to compose myself and think of a question that won't get me singled out. So. <laughs> you just need to go and sit next to the Raw's Christy Doran, mate. That's how you get on the good the good. Fight. Oh yeah, apparently that's where all Australia's <laughs> rugby IP is with Christy. Uh, we we shouldn't joke. He's doing a great job here. I've he never is. seen anyone work so hard. He is, and he is. Uh, it's all good. No, good stuff. All right. Thanks for joining us, mate. We will uh, right. we'll talk again soon. Uh, we will. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers. Harry, great to have Jeff uh, on with us straight from the Stade de France there in, in, in Paris. Um, we can tackle the stocks rising and, and, and falling and all that. And it's I'm, I'm actually really pleased that it's a long list of stocks rising out, out of this game. What did, what did you have? What, who are you thinking? Well, okay, so here's the difficulty when you play a team like Georgia. And I know that Mm. Georgia has a high rank, but it's somewhat propped up by how the rankings work. It's difficult to evaluate your people. I think it's almost like someone can fall more than someone can rise. Because if you you do well, you're really just doing what you should be doing. So I think the coaches in the coaches' box are looking very technically. And I think I saw them typing more and thinking more because Mm. they want to see your throws. They want to see the angle of your kicks. So Carter Gordon's charge down. 
is a problem. Yes. I understand he finished well and all that, but when you put him against a top team now, they will have scouted that and said that he has a long windup, and so that's why I'm worried about that. A long windup and a, a low trajectory, whereas Ben Donaldson, for all of his long levers, he actually gets rid of the ball quicker. Yeah. Um, and I also I think, think that's... Funnily enough, I can remember that being a problem for young Matt Tomua. When he started, he had a really long wind-up that got charged down often. It is fixable, but the mechanics yeah. of that under pressure are difficult to fix in two weeks. And some people just have a quicker release. That's why a guy like uh, Andrew Kellaway is such a savvy guy. You do miss him in yeah. a tighter game. On this, in this game, I think you're looking at scrums because that was a proper front row up against them. I think that's a check. So I would say Angus Bell uh, and Taniela Tupo were my risers just on the issue of set-piece uh, proficiency. And uh, and then I think that there were just physical superiorities at play. So you want to see if a guy like Marky Mark or Corbetti has such physical superiority, what do they do with it? Do they try to grandstand, offload everything, or do they just go through the fundamentals, work through the system? And I yep. actually was impressed by some of that. I thought Corbetti, for example, had his – he was under control. Taniela Tupo, he didn't try to just be the Tongan Thor. I think he actually worked through the system, got the game in hand. And then I'd say um, – you know, I'd say that those were the big risers. Ben Donaldson, to me, was a much better tactical kicker than Carter Gordon. I think Carter Gordon has some yes. problems with how he sees. He's kicking too far. Uh, they, I think Eddie's been telling them, kick big. And Ben's able to bend that in and control the flight. But I think with Carter, yeah. he kicked the ball dead. And it could have been dead two more times. But the Nanashvili actually rescued the ball for some reason. Um, yeah. And, and there were other times where I thought that, that he just didn't read the kick right. And his, his cross kicks are too telegraphed now, and, and then they're not on point. So I think that's a work on. But, but interestingly, he at one point, one of his cross kicks, he ripped off the left foot, and it was as good True. as some of his other ones. So he's got that ability. He's got skills. And he's got the skills. It's vision. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. He, he's, his skills and vision don't quite align at the moment. He's seeing things that he can't quite hit with his kicking and, and equally he's maybe kicking to areas that he's not properly seeing if that makes sense so there's no been, exactly right yeah 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 look i, I had um you've met oh, donaldson obviously he he becomes he's he's created a really really interesting selection case going forward now it's it's going to be very very hard to drop him for fiji next week so uh, and and congratulations to him because i can't recall too many uh, more maligned <laughs> selections than his being named at fullback uh, because it just didn't seem to make sense. The way it was explained or not explained really didn't make a sense. And there was a there was an alluding to his kicking game being being part of the thinking, and we certainly saw why that was. And goal kicking. And goal like kicking. Yeah. His yeah. goal kicking was excellent. Um, to, he missed the first conversion, but his goal king was excellent tonight. And and um, and, and again, you know, congratulations to him. You've mentioned Tanya Tupo. I thought Will Skelton was excellent. Um, Je Jeff mentioned him him there before. Um, Jordan Pattaya had a really strong first half, um, which was which I'm really pleased to see. Equally, Nick White was actually really good when he came on. His his pass, you could see the difference between his pass I'm and McDermott's. And and I think with McDermott now almost certainly out of the Fiji game and probably standing there for for, for, for 12 days. Um, uh, White is going to be crucial now against Fiji. So, Yeah, you, you would think that, that that Nick White was the biggest riser, not by not for reasons that he would like to have his teammate uh, just no, run that's, that's into by a, 
point of a knee of a big eight's knee into your temple. Yeah. That was an example of how you can never legislate complete safety in rugby because everything there was legal, but it literally was one of the hardest. It was like being hit by a truck. Yeah, it was it was the the worst kind of contact for, for Tate McDermott, and he did not look in a good way at all. Even there was a shot of him sitting on the Wallabies bench yeah. midway through the second half, and he still like he was talking and he was conversing to to people around mm. him, but he still didn't look in a, in a great way. On the other side of things, stocks falling. The the lineout throw Matt Fessler came on and lost three lineouts straight away on on the bounce, and so that will be a a, a bit of a concern. Um, and the other stocks falling out of this might be Andrew Kellaway, who we've mentioned, although I did have it suggested to me uh, on, on, uh, on, on Twitter that suddenly with Donaldson's business case, suddenly Kellaway actually becomes more important in the 23 jumper, which I think I tend to agree with. Yeah. I, I think you need savvy players back there. And it, it, mm-hmm. If it's going to be humid and sticky like this, the ball's bouncing around. There's a lot of kicking. This is the kicking cup. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were 84 kicks uh, in the first night between uh, France and New Zealand. And it shows every bit as much of a kicking duel. Um, and that means you need positioning. So Vunavalu versus Kellaway on positioning at a, as a player 23, there's no contest. Just, yeah, and just gives a second fullback option as well. Like Actually, right. like a proper hybrid fullback type option as well. And I think, he's, I think he could be really, really crucial going forward. Who, who are you thinking that, that might, be, might be falling a bit? You know, you're right about the the score. So I'd say the, the Wallabies did develop enough and scored enough for a young team that was still finding their way. And it was just good to see them have fun and smile yeah. and, and score. But you cannot give try. You cannot concede tries to Georgia. You, no. you just cannot. Like if you think you can give up, and there were probably three or maybe four clear try scoring chances for mm. for Georgia, you don't think that. Argentina will finish those better. Yes, they will. You don't. And you don't think Fiji won't finish them better next week? They, they will take them to the house and they will just yeah. dot it down unopposed, untouched. So there were just moments where um, you know a Georgian wouldn't wouldn't make that final uh, tip pass to their to their mate, uh, but they were open. They were well and truly opened up. Mm. Um, so I think that's a problem. And I think the, the defensive scheme, which you've been writing about all year. There's some scramble that doesn't make sense to you when you have Carter Gordon no. on the wing trying to bring down and again, a big seven. Again, yeah. Mark, Mark Nwanganitawazi was coming from last ditch because he – and I don't know what where – I don't know why the Wallabies wingers aren't defending on the wing. It's been happening all year. It can't be coincidental now. It's got to be part of the plan, and it doesn't right. make sense. And it's happening both sides. We saw Cotton Betty on the left wing – Caught out a few times then in Melbourne, which I've written about a few times before. Vunavalu got caught out on the right wing in the warm-up game against France. Noangin Nitawazi was caught out in the right wing. I don't get what's going on with the wide defensive pattern. That that doesn't make sense to me, and it hasn't made sense to me all year. I I don't get that. He was so crucial um, tonight, uh, Ben Donaldson. He was uh, the... I'm sure a unanimous man of the match, and uh, this is him talking to uh, Louise Ransom on the uh, the World Rugby feed. Ben, congratulations. You're the MasterCard player of the match. An amazing performance out there in a jersey that you've never worn at this level. How did you manage to make it look so easy? Oh, I don't know if it's that easy, but, um, you know, we had, a, we had a game plan coming into this game. We've been building for a long time now, and, um, you know, the boys just executed really well for the full 80 minutes, and in the end it made me look half decent, so I put that on all the boys there. Uh, kicking, obviously, a huge importance put on today. How did you see the performance as a whole? Yeah, I think kicking was a part of our plan, and 
you know, for me, just at the back there, providing my voice, a loud voice, and a decent boot, a uh, big boot at the, at the back there. Um, I think we put them, pinned them down the end there quite well, and then we came away with some points. They were uh, more enterprising in the second half, the Georgian side. What do you put that down to? Was it changes they made, or were there things that you'll need to improve on going forward in the competition? I think some of their fresh reserves came on and really put it to us. And I think that heat really played a part as well. You know, we came out a bit slow in the second half, but I'm proud of the boys. We came back in that second half and really fought hard. So, mate, um, it's getting awfully dark there for you in, in Lyon. It's, uh, your, your, your light is fading very, very quickly. So that tells me that we need to wrap this up quicker than we maybe thought. Um, where, where do the Wallabies head from here? They face Fiji in San Etienne next weekend. What's the obvious work on in seven days? Uh, defense, 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 defense around the post and pillar, defense on the wide channels, and the interchange between players when they are coming off the deck. Um, I saw too many Wallabies shouting at each other. There was a little bit of um, organization when Nick White came on. I think he was telling people where to go. But before that, it seemed a little bit like musical chairs sometimes. Yeah. That's not going to work against Fiji. You've got to be really, really connected. I mean, touch your brother. Hand, you know, your hands have to touch. Yeah. There cannot be wide gaps because arm tackles are not going to stop Fiji. No, no, that's certainly true. I, I would throw in there that they still need to do a bit of work on the set piece. The scrum was very, very good against... Um, against Georgia in this game, but Fiji have a good set piece now, and the only failing maybe for Fiji is their line-out. So that means that the Wallabies absolutely need to nail their own line-out, and they need to get used to the idea of attacking. Uh, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Attacking the Fijian line-out as well. So that's that's what I'd be uh, suggesting to them. So That's a good point. That's a good yeah, point, yeah. yeah. I think, I think yeah. Arnold, you can see Arnold... Really ruling yeah. the skies up there. Won a couple great. of won a yeah. couple of um, of lineout steals in this game, and he was and he was good too. We should we should say. Um, so heading forward from here, um, England Argentina is still about oh, half an hour or so off kickoff as we record this at this point. Um, on Sunday in France, it's Japan Chile to kick things off. That Sunday night, Australian New Zealand time, and that's followed by South Africa and Scotland, and then Wales Fiji. Both of those games in the early hours of Monday morning Australian New Zealand time. Um, some quick predictions there, mate. Wouldn't a Scotland win shake up things in Pool B? And I don't. <laughs> I don't say that to get your reaction, but wouldn't it shake things up? Oh, it would kill me. I'll be in Marseille, uh, right on the docks, and uh, I'll be in the game watching the turquoise box take on. Uh, the jocks. So no, it's it's. I think it's about nine or ten is what I think the margin will be. Yeah, uh, my lighting just improved. There you go. Your lighting's just improved considerably. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. It, it, it will be. It will be really interesting. Um, I'll be keen to see how England Argentina plays off here shortly. And when, when I say I'm keen to see it, I actually mean the replay because I'm going back to bed as soon as I can. It's currently. 4.30 in the, morning, <laughs> in the morning for me. Um, but, yeah, South Africa, Scotland is going to be a cracking game. Wales-Fiji is just crucial, and uh, and we might have a bit of a, a bit of a chat after that as well. Um, we will look at all of those games in a little bit more depth in the weekly pod out in a few days. Um, but, mate, I think that is us done for another incident reaction uh, pod. It's been, it's been great to... As I say, talk after after a win after Australia's yes. 15 Finally. Win, George. Finally, we can uh, have some fun. It wasn't so grim. Finally, yeah. no, it was it was it was great. No, look, our, our thanks to to Jeff Parks for joining us um, before jumping off to the press conferences. Um, and mate, thank you for 
finding some time in your um, extensive recreational schedule there in Lyon for me. All right, man. Let's go. Yeah, go, let's go, go Argentina. Yeah, okay. we'll have all the fallout today, tomorrow, and throughout the week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, home of all your favourite Rugby World Cup analysis and opinions and conversations. Don't forget, the Raw absolutely has you covered with as much Rugby World Cup content as you can take. So head to the raw.com.au for all the analysis, reaction, colour, team ratings, and all the important team news as well. Thanks so much for your company. Um, Harry and I will be back Tuesday or Wednesday morning, Australian time, uh, TBC at this point, for another great episode of the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS, where we'll get over everything from the opening weekend of Rugby World Cup 2023 and look forward to Australia's all-important clash with Beijing.